Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minority Mavericks. This is Angel Leon, your host. And this is the show where we tell a story of every single minority entrepreneur, founder, and investor of this world. And in today's show, I have the pleasure to have James Norman, and he is the founder of Pilotly. Welcome to the show, James. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you, James. Thank you for being on the show. And, um, you know, just to get started, uh, as usual, right, uh, as with any kind of interview, right, and podcast out there, let's just get started with the basics and, um, you know, introduce yourself to, to the audience and the origins of Pilotly, if that's okay. Sure, sure. No problem. Um, well, um, as you said, I'm, I'm James Norman, uh, co-founder of Pilotly. Uh, it's a market research platform that helps organizations around the world test their creative content with their audience. Um, but, you know, well before we were, you know, testing TV shows for the biggest content creators and streamers in the world, um, you know, I've, I've been building companies online since 95. So I've, I've just been a serial entrepreneur my whole life. Um, kind of spent my first portion of my life in the automotive industry, you know, designing cars, building cars, stuff like that, working on um, sets like movies like The Fast and the Furious. Um, but then you know, around 07, 08, I ended up pivoting over to uh, building streaming video platforms, which I think was um, okay. a result of my proximity to Hollywood at the time. Okay. And then my perspective on what the future of cable TV was. So I just began building in that space. And so my first foray into video um, was uh, Yubi, which was a streaming uh, video platform. that was an electronic programming guide, kind of like you see on a cable box. Um, but it was um, based on the web, um, first one, and uh, streamed video from all sources into one personalized experience. So like that was like the onset of me trying to build a real tech company. Um, and, you know, I learned a lot of lessons there. You know, wasn't the best CEO, you know, they had the best co-founder situation going on. And, right. um, you know, they, they had the best investor involved, not hiring the, you know, we didn't have the best situation, but you know, we did build a product that thousands of people watch TV on and eventually mm-hmm. got IP acquisition offer. Um, and so once, um, you know, once, once I was here in the Bay, then I decided to try and do another one, which was Groupflix. And Groupflix was going to be an a la carte TV service around 2013, 14. It's a lot of hype around that then. That was back when Apple was first trying to get into TV, as was Google Fiber. But the studios were afraid just because, like, what they had done with iTunes and Google Play and all that, they didn't want to mess up their monetization. So um, I saw opening to, like, manipulate what at the time was basically called the iTunes contract. Um, it's where you buy these episodes or buy these seasons, you know, like $2, $3, $15. And I manipulated that to create what felt like a la carte TV to the end user uh, by packaging episodes together and packaging seasons together. So um, this time when we built that product, now I had basically been given a lot of knowledge around how startups are built by some of the best people that have ever done it. Um, and so I knew I needed to have this kind of team around me that would be trusted. So I kind of got my, my, my friends together who went to MIT and Stanford, built this team, built the product out in like a few months, no money. And then um, I got a thousand people signed up to the platform in eight days with credit cards. Wow. So people were ready to use the platform, could not raise money for it. And that's when I realized that 
um, I was not walking the same path as my friends mm -hmm. um, who are in Silicon Valley, you know, building, literally billion dollar companies. Um, so that sparked a couple of things. Um, first thing was I got together with a childhood friend of mine who had a similar experience, pretty much parallel. And we created Transparent Collective, which is a nonprofit accelerator that um, helps women and people of color gain access to the resources they need to scale their companies. Okay. Um, you know, so in 2021, you know, if you were to look at the numbers of people who had raised capital who were black, like Transparent Collective was, you know, almost responsible for 10% of that amount of people who had ever raised venture capital. So it's a pretty effective program, doesn't take any equity, you know, it has about a 60% um, funding rate of people who graduate from it. So anyways, created that in 2015, and that's still running today. And then ended up pivoting group flicks, went back to the studios, back contracts with, and it was like, hey, guys, sorry, the money didn't come. But let me tell you about the data I was going to give you, because companies like Hulu, companies like Netflix, they're not giving up that data because it's their leverage and like negotiations. I didn't need that leverage right. because I was operating on like a set price um, that I was able to create my own margin on top of. Mm. So right, right. I want to offer up the data as a subscription. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so in those conversations, I learned about market research in very targeted areas like Burbank, California, Vegas, um, Orlando, places where they felt like people travel so they could capture multiple different kinds of people. But the thing about it is like the world was changing and now it has changed completely. But at that right, time, right. it was like 20 years ago, you could pick me up for a focus group in the MGM of Vegas. Mm -hmm. I'm not on my phone. I'm not in a hurry to get too many places. I'm just maybe doing some gambling, walking somewhere. There's not a club to go to. There's just not as much going on. So you can capture people's attention, right? So uh, you get a wide variety of people. Right. Nowadays, there's only so many people walking around that you can actually take their time. Time's so valuable, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I knew that one, you weren't able to get all the people in those specific places, but two, content was going to become global. So if you weren't doing this online, doing this type of market research online to better understand audiences, then you would not be able to get the right information. Right. So that's how we ended up pivoting GroupFlix to become pilotly. And, you know, just built that out, ended up getting 500 startups, raising a small amount of money. And, you know, here we are today, about eight years later. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, to kind of compliment your point there, <clears throat> there was um, there was actually a, a study that came out in um, in 2023. Uh, we only had about one percent, actually, of uh, VC-funded uh, companies uh, that was that were black-owned. Um, mm -hmm. So it's a very, very low, you know, percentage at these time and ages. Um, and just overall, you know, the the whole minority group basically, it's it's basically just about five percent of the entire, you know, uh, um, allocation for funding that's out there. Uh, so I see, you know, you you have a very similar story, right? That uh, uh, a lot of other uh, guess in this show and funding it's a very very like obvious one <laughs> so far yeah. among, you know all all of you guys has been that one has been the one that is always constant it's it's always the you know the story behind how is it that a black owned or a minority owned or a latino owned whatever right um a type of company can build for example a follower base and can build clients uh but then they can get funding from from VCs, um, yeah. even even you know even proving right that they that they can actually do it right because they're they're presenting yeah. the information they're presenting the data presenting the clients 
Uh, and they're still struggling with that. So it's a, it's a very interesting, you know, uh, again, type of denominator that's being constant uh, amongst all cats in the show. Yeah, I think, I think a key thing, key word from everything you just said is um, proven. So, like, mm-hmm. um, there's inherently a challenge. Um, not, not a challenge, no, nah, it doesn't really shift too much. I mean, I'm hoping yeah. to shift it with some of the venture work I'm doing. You know, but a lot of people, even if you're a person of color, typically you've gotten the position to, you know, to play capital. You've typically gone to school around the white elite and you've kind of adopted some of their mechanisms for how they do business. So it doesn't make too much of a difference when you are, you know, necessarily a Latino person deploying capital, black person deploying capital, if if all you know is Ivy League, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's not going to, it's not not always going to be a tremendous difference. Um, But when I say proven, because, there's, there's inherently, you're inherently at disadvantage when you're trying to prove to someone that you're worthy of their capital. Right. Right. So like, and that's just, that's just inherent. And like, when you move around the world in a place where so many think there's so many barriers for you, um, you tend to try and overachieve and prove your worth in different spaces. And in this space, it just doesn't, doesn't calculate out um, right. because it creates a, it creates a power dynamic where the VC feels completely in control. And that's not typical for them when they're, um, you know, uh, used to seeing founders that, you know, believe that they should be um, receiving that type of um, conversation from the VC side, right? If you, right. If you build in the future, you believe it's the future, when you're having that conversation, it comes off differently when you're just like, you know, I'm talking to this person, this person, this person, you sound interesting, but, you know, let me know if you're really interested. I'm happy to go do this. You know what I'm saying? Right. For this different conversation then. All right, so you know what else are you looking for? Blah, 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 blah. Like you're trying to appease them, so that automatically puts you in a, in, a, in a bad situation. But um, I think the the real challenge also then is like because of the bias that exists, um, quite unintentionally. Like there's there's just um, very 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 few VCs out there who are like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I don't, black people can do this. You know, like that's not something someone would say for the most part. Okay. I, don't know, I don't know if Latino people can do this. You know, but what happens is. When you're building something, you come in and pitch it, the bar automatically increases because of things they don't inherently believe about you, right? Okay. It doesn't seem, unless you have some proxy by which that, like, you can shift that intrinsic belief where you're like, oh, I did my master's in CS at Stanford with some professor, you know. Well, now, you know, I feel a little bit different about your ability to build something versus if you were just like, I taught myself to program and this is what I built. Right. right? Um. So it just changes the perspective. And so then what happens is you're like, all right, all right, that was a great conversation. They're like, yeah, we like to see X, Y, Z. And so you go do X, Y, Z, right? Every time, you know, like you mm-hmm. can go do it. And you'll come back and they'll be like, oh man, it's, it's still not a fit. You know, I'm sorry. Like, you know, let me know when you do your next thing. Like, because the thing about it is when you don't get funded up front, you, the timeline's begun. Now, when you don't have any right. funding at all, you can always reframe things. You can be like, Oh yeah, yeah. No, we just work. We just tack around. Take, you know, we're just messing around. Now we pivoted. Now we starting. Right. You can. Which, but once you raise some money, the timeline started. And so, um, right. If you raise a pre-seed like two fifty, three hundred, you can't get nowhere with it. And you need more money. The it's gonna be a hard road because um, it's all about rate of change. So mm-hmm. like, you raised a pre-seed four years ago, and now you're trying to raise a seed. Uh, good luck unless you change the world with the right. with things you built over the past four years because. Like stuff that becomes worth a billion dollars moves fast. Definitely. Right. And that's the game they're playing. So you automatically get disadvantaged when the market's biased 
you don't get that strong amount of initial capital you need. And then when you show back up with the proof points, of course it took you longer. You weren't funded nor guided, right? right. But then they're like, ah, I don't know if it's hot. Well, it's not hot because you never even gave it a chance to be hot. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, and it's, it's almost like they purposely make you miss the boat. You know, um, every every right. time that they come they with a you know I mean? new different thing, it's like you, yeah, you you miss that boat, and then. By the time you get to the next boat, right, um, and you present your another X, Y, Z, then, you know, there goes another one and you just keep missing and missing and missing the boats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So that's, that's just how it goes, man. Um, you know, um, same story for piloting, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, get, a, get a small amount of funding and trying to figure it out. You go make some money, more money than anybody else who had that money made. But, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, but I don't know if the, I don't know if there's enough customers. There's always there's always something, right? And you start to prove those things out, and then it's like, ah, well, you know, I still don't know this X Y. Like, it'll, it'll it'll be constant. Like, and part of that is storytelling. The other part of that is the time it took you to do something. Like, Definitely. how hype is it? You know, mm -hmm. is that train moving so fast that like, you know, I might hurt myself jumping on it. It's moving so fast. Right. If I could just hop on the train and hop back off, that's for kids. Right. right, right. But you know, this is the real thing. I, I might, I might kill myself trying to hop on this train. Like Definitely. that's the type of situation these investors are looking for. And it's just hard to create that when you don't have right capital. Definitely, definitely. And and you know, besides besides capital and um, there's there's definitely you know uh, other challenges, right? Um, as well, and that that minority groups tend to have. Um, some of the ones that you know that I've heard um, in this show specifically uh, have been. You know, yes, definitely capital, uh, just uh, access to to resources um, is another one. Uh, access to people in general, it's another uh, type of, you know, thing that uh, for some reason, right, we just have issues uh, with like uh, automatically just we get we get defined by this risk. Right. Um, and that risk alone uh, just, you know, kind of. Uh, postpones the meetings right uh over and over um and and that's something that you know it needs to change right um uh, that perception that we have um for minority groups has definitely has to change uh in order for for us to you know be equal right um and have the same opportunity the same access that everyone else has um and uh, with, with pilotly though ju and just to just to talk a little bit more about you know just diversity and inclusion here within um you know pilotly that you know of course you as as the leader and founder of it um founders right they they sort of somehow express themselves right through their uh, startups uh this is their view right this is their vision this is their goals their missions uh so there's a lot of of, of a founder in that startup and um would you would you like to share for example like how do you think that pilotly right is addressing or, or and or supporting right diversity and inclusion uh within within your ecosystem um i mean i'll say you know in our ecosystem you know um past few years have been interesting in general um because of new distribution outlets like apple tv and you know, the way netflix has been moving and stuff like that um you know, there has inherently been a more, bigger opportunity for people to put their voice out there. So you've seen more Asian creators, more black creators, you know, more Hispanic, Latino creators. Um, 
kind of be able to get their their content out in the world. So that's just been happening in general. Um, you know, from a pilotly standpoint as an organization, we kind of pride ourselves on you know searching far and wide for a variety of people, just because we're in the world of we're in the world of understanding people. So mm-hmm. if we don't have a variety of people on the team, then we just won't be as good at it. You know, um, so having diversity in our team is is imperative to being the best in the market at what we do. Um, right. So I keep that stuff in mind. And then, um, you know, even when we're out there supporting people in the content they're creating, you know, oftentimes, even though it might be like a black creator or something, um, you know, it still goes to the hands of other people who don't have as much cultural context. So mm-hmm. um, be able to be a part of that conversation um, and not only present, you know, what could subjectively be our internal opinion, but um, be able to like show actual audience data and corroborate it, um, you know, really helps people make better decisions around what comes out on television. Or like, um, mm-hmm. you know, even when you have content that isn't so diversely focused, but, you know, like I'll give you a good example. Um, you look at something like uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, I swear I you did that. And like, had it been done in its original format, probably wouldn't come off as well. It would come off maybe as like a white savior story, something of that nature. Um, and so like they took a lot of time with that to like think through what would be the approach to get the story across, had the biggest impact. And right. um, it got reframed, you know, um, from a perspective of like, uh, you know, these Native American people who are like kings and queens and these white people who are like serfs and like how they were, you know, warring kind of, you know, in a sense for some, for this capital. It just gave a different perspective to what the story would have been. You know, mm-hmm. it, w- it, it would not have shown the, the greatness of the people that were already there and, you know, the evil of the people that took it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Definitely. So t- taking the time to, like, coalesce stories into a format that that delivered the most impactful message is kind of, like, what we're all about. That's very, very cool. Um, And it's interesting to, uh, that, you know, it, it, the 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 create the creators right that are out there right now i would say that and this is just you know a personal personal opinion uh but i do believe that basically the the creator landscape out out there is uh, actually being led by minority groups right now uh mm-hmm. music right it's another one that just you know we have a lot of minority uh people right minority artists that are on the top charts right now Right. Um, and it's it's kind of, you know, kind of weird, though, right, that how how more and more minority creators are, you know, putting their voices out there and still the other, you know, the back end, right, that backstage of the um, of the industries. Right. They they're not mm-hmm. changing. Right. And and, you know, it's good that we're putting our voices out there. Right and all that and 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 most importantly, right? There's a lot of other groups right now uh, forming up, right, for minority groups and VCs and uh, other people that are trying, you know, to kind of like help each other in some sort of way. Um, and that's definitely something that you know that is going to to help change. Um, but it's just you know it's a little amazing to me, really, just to think to the fact that um, how is it that we you know as as minorities, right, we can entertain and drive so much capital right and mm-hmm. so much like sales um 
yeah, we have to prove things. <laughs> uh, and that's yeah, the I mean, part it's that also, just, like, it amazes me, right? Yeah, it's, it's also a disconnect, you know. Um, general general population, there's just been so much marketing over the past, you know, not, not up till now. It's a little bit, it's dulled down now, but you look like pre-2010 and back to like the 60s, there's so much marketing around what's good for you, what makes sense, what's societally right. Um, there's so much positioning around these things. And so, you know, something that's a position that has been posed is, you know, athletes are jocks. There's dumb jocks. Right, right. There's um, there's musicians, artists. They're out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's these perspectives. Uh, if you're an engineer, oh man, like you, you are smart, right? right. I know right. dumb engineers. I know genius artists. You know, artists. <laughs> right. I know, you know, great business people who only play basketball for the main for their main you know main source of income. You know, like um, it's it's a disconnect in that I think people have to realize to perform at the level of a Rihanna, a LeBron James, over to a Drew House in that Dropbox, you have mm-hmm. to be a genius, right? You can't you can't perform at those levels, right? Like it's one thing to be able to sing, that's one thing. It's another thing to be able to perform and sing with the proper breath control at the same time and do that over a period of time. It's another thing to be able to have a perspective on the choreography and the design and the and the sonics of of, of a of a piece of content, right? Right. In the same way, like when someone makes art, you know, it's one thing to just throw a bunch of things on paper and call it art. It's another thing to like have a thought process, thought process around it that ends with an end product that multiple people can have an appreciation for from different perspectives. Like these definitely. things are not easy to do. Um, people naturally, you know, definitely have natural born talents around certain things, but you don't really get, you don't really get to use that talent at its maximum level without like your 10,000 hours in and being exactly. extremely intelligent. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, you know, when, you know, a person comes to Silicon Valley as an artist and tries to get advice as a business person, they might not get the proper respect. They might just, mm-hmm. people want to hang, up, hang out with them because they're a celebrity, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's a major disconnect. And, you know, for me personally, I plan to take advantage of it because people aren't, people aren't utilizing some of the best minds in the world. They're just watching them on television. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, um, no, definitely. There's, definitely. there's like, there's, there's big opportunity there that people are overlooking. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's, um, it's a misconception. Yeah. And like, and like you said, that's basically, well, that should be, uh, something that, that, that us as minority people and, you know, our listeners out there, any aspiring entrepreneurs out there as well, um, you know, to use, to use these things, uh, in your advantage more than take it as, as an offense or, or just take it as a, you know, uh, another roadblock, right? Um, these are the things that kind of feed us, right? To to be mm-hmm. greater, uh, kind of feed us to to be more creative, and ultimately, you know, part of again what what I was mentioning before that I I feel that create the, the creator landscape, right? It's led by minorities right now. Um, it's it's because minorities also have to be creative in many other mm-hmm. ways throughout, right? To be just to be able to survive, not just in right. in business, but in life, day-to-day life stuff, right? We we right. always have so to figure transfers. things out. Right. Be creative, right? Just to because we're we don't fit that mold. We don't we don't fit in that box. Right. So we always have to mm-hmm. think outside that box. And I I feel that, you know, that's just an innate skill that that we have ever since we're little. And we grow up like that we always we always grow up you know and and 
go through our lives with that in mind and that that kind of you know I, I believe right makes us a lot more creative um than than other groups for sure for sure yeah, yeah for sure um and with um with pilotly how do you guys you know stay ahead right uh in in this evolving landscape of content um so how, how do you guys you know uh, um understand right and, and maybe project out right uh certain things that could potentially happen and how do you guys then um you know quantify that um so for us like um you know we're always looking at you know where the market's going the current condition of the market and where we can best fit you know when we think about um you know when we think about work and pilot have the most effect we don't think about it just like domestically we think about it like globally so um kind of look into the trends where where content can be most impactful and where people want to make sure the messaging is as precise as possible and we lean our resources towards that and, and grow our team accordingly around that as well um so that's kind of how we look at it you know um organizationally we're always just you know tapping into the team and seeing who's in their network as well because once you get a very it's the easy part when you don't get a diverse group of people it becomes challenging to like diversify but if you got a diverse group you just constantly doubling down to people you got you know got with you so right. they, they got people in their network and keep expanding and you can go from there definitely that's awesome that's awesome um james and <clears throat> You know, just before before we wrap up here, uh, you know, it's been great to have you in the show. It's been great to, you know, understand yet another perspective, right, directly from, uh, uh, right from the minority mouth, right. Um, the whole idea of this show is to, to do that, right, to present every single story, minority story that I can out there. Um, and so, you know, your story has been great. Uh, again, same, same context, right, in terms of challenges that, that, that we all face. Uh, but um, at the end of the day, it all comes down to the fact that you are actually an example, right, of, of how minority can actually make it, how minorities can actually, you know, navigate through any kind of industries, right, um, and and be able to be as successful as anyone else. Uh, so, again, uh, really appreciate to have you on the show. So again, everyone, this was James Norman, and again, he's the founder of Pilotly, an amazing tool that's helping you know a lot of uh, people out there, a lot of companies out there to generate a lot of different type of analytics out of videos and content, and helping also content creators understand a lot more about their own content. Um, so again, James Norman from Pilotly, he's the founder. Uh, he's also a minority, and he was able to navigate all these different challenges. Um, and again, this is Angel Leon, your host, and this was Minority Mavericks, the show where we tell the story of every single minority entrepreneur, founder, and investor of this world. See you next time.